0: This is an out loud reading of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash reddit readers, or click the link in the description below. Thank you so much for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to another post from r slash let's not meet, the subreddit where people post their stories of their spine tingling encounters. Today's post. I had to live in the same building as my stalker for six months. My cat taught me how to never let him catch me again. My first apartment after college was delightfully cute, secured with a couple my age that I had met through the PNW music scene. I was young, excited, and so ready to start living the dream in the big city. I started a job at a local elementary school working as a teacher aide for third and fourth graders. I really enjoy the natural exuberance and curiosity of children and really gave my all to my students. I got to spend every day continuing to learn and play and then went out to music shows and lived it up with my favorite people afterwards how could life be any better the neighbors on our floor were polite enough they lived 15 feet down the closed hallway we shared when we opened our door there theirs was they were a significantly older couple so we didn't interact much however There were occasions where I'd interact with him while he had their cute little dog. For a few moments while coming home with the groceries or heading out to a show here and there, we would chat. To this day, I simultaneously regret and am relieved by the fact that we never exchanged names. I didn't know his name, but he never knew mine. I hope. I had moved in there a week after I graduated in May. The following January, I was waiting for a lift to take me to my partner's house. It was supposed to be there in one minute. That turned into ten, and felt much, much longer than that. I had been outside for two minutes, when I turned to go back inside. I stopped, though, because I saw a stumbling shadow, and heard it muttering. I stopped because it may have needed help. The shape in the darkness turned out to be my neighbor, drunk, and he put his hand on my shoulder to steady himself. We started talking, joking about how much he'd had to drink. Then he looked up at the window of his apartment and muttered, I effin hate that bitch, but I sure feel better once I see you every day. Time slowed down. What did he just say? Every day? But we didn't. Something inside me stilled me, told me to listen and to not talk, just listen and figure out what exactly he is after first. Don't say anything. That comes later. I managed a weak smile as the tears and screams dissolved deep inside. He kept talking, told me how he'd watch me take out my garbage, do my laundry, wait to hear me, see me as I had my comings and goings which outfits he liked watching my body move in, what he wanted to do to me, how he'd felt that way since the moment he saw me on the day I was moving in. And I listened. I didn't just stay quiet. I listened because I knew that there would come a point where he'd stop talking and I'd have to fill a hole and what I'd say would determine what happened next. The moment came. He was looking into my eyes the way we had been the entire time, his hand on my shoulder, his hand on my shoulder slowly moving me towards the alley, away from the street. It was so, so slow, but I noticed. I slowed him right back though. My toes were digging into the ground through my shoes because he was too drunk to notice if I resisted there, but he would have felt it if I had tightened up anywhere else. I had so much fear in my body as I played that fool. As I filled time begging and screaming inside my mind for that effing car to come and get me, where in the f was the car? But I didn't do any of that. I told my now confessed stalker in a saccharine voice, a caricature of my own, that was sweet enough to assure him that I'd never been complimented like that before. That my own boyfriend never paid attention to my outfits like that that it was so sweet of him to actually say these things. It was all BS, but I had to. If I had screamed, he would have moved his hand from my shoulder to my throat. If I had stayed silent, he would have become angry and his hand would have moved from my shoulder to my throat. I would have been in that alley in minutes. I kept going complimenting him my inner self detached and watched as i somehow kept playing nice with him i stared into his eyes his face for all that time but even now it only looks like shadows when i try to think of it the car finally finally came my stalker walked me to the car and waved me off the gathering storm inside of me was quiet as the car started moving and the shadow that I had first seen on the street that night drifted away. Once it was far enough away from us, the tears and screaming started. Then I couldn't sleep for three days. I lost my job on day two when I refused to come in to not being okay with exposing the kids to a seriously traumatized adult, especially one that they looked up to and loved. My coworker told them I was sick instead And they sent me cards i never saw my students again i went to the hospital on day four when i knew that if i didn't go and finally sleep i'd lose my mind my blood work showed that i had developed a stress-related chronic illness i called my landlord and the police on day five my landlord told me that the apartment was under her name and that he couldn't give his name to me my stalker was not on the lease The three police officers that came instead surrounded me and asked about my mental health history when I made the mistake of saying that I had been victimized before in a different way and that I was having a difficult time emotionally processing what was happening to me because of it. I did everything right and nothing came out of it. Day six, I went to their door. I got called a whore by his girlfriend and had the door slammed in my face. I was too a poor to move. I was too sick to move. My partner wouldn't let me move in with him. I didn't know enough people in the city. I was away from my family and they were emotionally abusive. Staying with them was not an option. Nobody took my pain seriously. So I lived there until our lease was up in June. My roommates were sympathetic the first few times I asked them to come with me to take out the garbage or do my laundry downstairs, but they couldn't do it every time. My heart broke like a child's. I felt like a little kid begging for help to escape the boogeyman in my closet. Nobody understood how terrifying and how painfully real he was. Nobody that was a person, that is. Thankfully, though, I wasn't alone. I was able to navigate that horrible, terrifying, exhausting period of my life that mainly consisted of sleeping and crying in my room in between rounds of medication before checking and double checking and triple checking the peephole and listening through the door before quickly and silently doing chores or darting out to live my life in small bursts because I had my cat, my sweet Ruby. She was the one living thing that never said a word, but actually helped to protect me. Every time my stalker was in the hallway, right outside of our door, she'd jump onto a little chair in our living room and stare at the door, intently, with purpose. Because she was looking at him. Because sometimes he didn't even make a sound. Because she wanted to teach me to know when he was there, the way that she knew how he was there. And I learned. He never caught me again. On the day I moved out, his girlfriend spoke to my roommate and told her that she wanted to apologize to me. Walking down that hallway towards that apartment felt like approaching a tomb. It felt emotionally dead, and she looked the part. She told me how he had abused her financially, physically, emotionally. How he'd beaten her dog and drank and forced her to let him be that way how she was so terrified of him that it took her entire family to kick him out. I listened, again, the same way that I listened to her ex-boyfriend. Because his departure had happened two months ago, and she didn't tell me or anyone. Two months. I didn't have to filter fear this time, but rage. I listened to her, then got up, said thank you, And left I assured her that I was happy for her freedom and that I was now going to go enjoy mine and I did note Ruby peacefully passed away about two years later with her little face in my hands as I looked into her sweet warm eyes one last time my tiniest hero and greatest friend made sure that I was safe as long as she lived with me and I returned the favor to Ruby There are no words to adequately describe the voiceless, profound love that you channeled through your tiny body to me, the human lucky enough to have loved you for two beautiful, life-changing years together. Thank you for giving me the ultimate gift that we will live with me always. My intuition. To my neighbor, my stalker, let's not ever meet again, because I may be the one to not let you leave next time. And that's gonna wrap up today's post. Let us know your thoughts on this story in the comments below. If you liked the video, please leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to hear more and see more posts from r slash let's not meet and other subreddits when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening.